It's time for the Southeast Super League Podcast. The home of all things Super all League. Things Super League. Hey guys, this is Mitch Creek from the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. You're listening to the Southeast Super League Podcast. Proudly sponsored by Horn Industrial Coatings. Hello Super Leaguers, welcome to another episode of the Super League podcast brought to you by Link Scott from Biggin and Scott Real Estate. Dale Taylor joined by Tristan Blacker today. We are your hosts. Tristan, how are you? Hello mate, going well. Uh, keen to get into another podcast and and talk some uh, crossover games. There was a few uh, few exciting ones there, so uh, yeah, ready, ready and raring to go. This is these are my favourite rounds, Tristan. I, I don't know about you, but uh, I really look forward to the to the crossover rounds when uh, when we sort of get to pick a couple of teams that are always going to give us a good game and, and hope for some some overtime. Yeah. Um, what, what were your thoughts on on just generally speaking the round? How, well, how did it go? So you know how this this season obviously it's been a bit of a up and down season because of COVID and whatnot, but. In previous seasons, you and I, like I run a Monday, you run a Tuesday, but we always end up coming down and watching a few games here and there uh, on a regular basis. You and I haven't really done that this year. So one of the one of the first things that I really enjoyed was seeing a few of the guys that I haven't seen for a while. Uh, a few of the Tuesday night teams playing on a Monday night. Uh, it, was, it was good just to catch up with the lads. It's always good when you get to see the... Uh... The B grade guys on a Monday. <laughs> I was waiting for a comment like that. <laughs> that's a that's a uh, GM chat joke there, but uh, mate, um, we we actually sort of have found it a little bit tough to communicate with our with our playing group as of late. Anyway, mate, what's the go with Facebook? Uh, well, Mark Zuckerberg's a bit of a prick first and foremost. Um, if if you want to learn a little bit more about him, go and watch the movie, and it'll reiterate that he is a real prick. But in regards to how it's affected us, there was that whole media ban through through Facebook, uh, and because of the way we have our accounts set up, um, obviously with our podcasts and and articles coming through the website and being shared into into our Facebook page, we've uh, we've been essentially been banned, so we can't share any of our media or any of our updates. Um, you know, like our player of the weeks, uh, player of the week nominations, all of those types of things uh, have, have really hindered us and we haven't been able to share it. So I do believe that there's going to be, as it, it might have already been changed already, but where I, I think that Zuckerberg and, and, the, and his Facebook team have, have kind of come to an agreement, we should be back online as normal pretty soon. Yeah, I think you might be right. I, um, I spent about half an hour doing a doing a player of the week uh nomination post and yep. uh wasn't able to post it but I, I jumped on last night and i was able to to flick it up there so we'll have to get the uh the, the monday night uh player of the yep. week up there as well yeah we've, we've got, we got them saved away so we'll share them and i think there's a couple of player of the weeks that we need to probably share as well from uh the previous week before the the um crossover games so we'll get them up and um yeah Correct. We'll, we'll, we'll push through so we do apologise, guys, but let's yeah. um, let's jump into some games, shall we? We had uh, 
Monday night, we had our first crossover game, and it was between the Pakenham Upper Unicorns and the Beaconsfield Mustangs, and there was just a six-point margin. But the Unicorns got up by six, 54-48. Yeah, really good game. Uh, both teams, you know, slogged it out, uh, played it in, in a... In good sport, and um, it, it was kind of up and down for the majority of the game as far as the score was concerned, but the Unicorns ended up getting the job done, and um, uh, a very a very good-looking Unicorns outfit I saw on Monday night. Yeah, well, they, they had a shot in the arm with uh, with the return of Elton Bland, uh, yep. 16.7 rebounds from him, and sort of looks like he's picking up where he left off. Yep. Um, Halo Coolis has been good all season. 18 points, 11 rebounds, a few steals in there as well. Um, and Joey getting into double figures, 11 points, four boards, and a few steals to go along with it. Now, there's, yeah, now we, <clears throat> I know we spoke earlier this season, and, and you know from the start I said Pakenham Unicorns, uh, they, they play finals. Uh, yeah. And then we sort of we came to the conclusion that maybe it's too late after they still hadn't won a game and. Uh, and now all of a sudden they're sort of looking like they're in the finals picture. Oh, look, they're, they're definitely, again, you know, I haven't seen a lot of the Unicorns, but from what I did see on Monday night, they're definitely a finals team. Um, they, they can definitely definitely play some finals basketball. It's whether they uh, they get the right, posi- you know, right position on the ladder to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, I think currently they're sitting fourth in uh, on, on the Tuesday night uh, in the in the. East Conference, so we'll see if they can hold that spot. But um, yeah, things are looking positive for the Unicorns now. I think. Yeah, it is, and it's and, it's, and they're a good bunch of guys. So I, I do hope that we see them uh, come the the finals during uh, during March. For the Stangs, it's a it's a bit of a different story. They they made all sorts of trades uh, come deadline, and uh, they're still probably finding their feet as a team. But uh, you know, they sort of. They looked as though they were going to be a rejuvenated team with all these names that they brought in. Uh, yeah. You know, Aaron Olchek, Jackson Gray, James Armstrong. Um, you know, those sort of guys coming in, you'd think, geez, this is a, this is a pretty mean-looking team here. But uh, they haven't found a way yet um, to get the job done. No. Oh, well, Atlantic. Yeah, correct. And, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that it's... You know, we, we've discussed this, um, you know, throughout different seasons of Super League, and one of Super League's biggest draw cards in in having a draft and trades, and you know, having a smaller season can also be a, a detriment to your team, I guess, in, in essence, because you, you only have a really short turnaround time to really gel and and get the hole, uh, get the ball in the hole, and you know, get some wins up. And and the Mustangs are probably a, a really good indication of 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 that being a detriment to them. Um, because their their outfit on paper is a really really good team, and I think I think maybe if they can you know leave the ball in the hands of their of their point guards, so you know Charlie Sows and Riley Lantings and, and blokes like this, and really have them be those floor generals, I think I think you're going to end up getting a few of those bigger guys that can score open and um, you know get a few more points on the board. Yeah, for sure, mate. Um, you, you look at Aaron. Aaron had 10 points, double-double. Jackson Gray, 8 points, 9 rebounds. He was sort of close to a double-double as well. Uh, I like to think that they've sort of got an extra gear that they can shift into. And, and James Armstrong, 
was uh, was pretty good. Fifteen points, five rebounds. Yeah, well, he um, shot the he shot the three ball at sixty two percent, so he's five of eight. So he did really well on on Monday night. I sort of echo your uh, your sentiments, mate. The, I th- I think the the Mustangs have one of the best teams in the league on paper. So yeah. we'll see yeah. if they can uh, stitch things together towards the uh, the end of this season and get a couple of wins on the board. Yeah, uh, for sure. For the next game, it was uh, it was the Emerald Bears getting up on the Dandy Ducks. The Dandy Ducks very short-handed, um, but they only went down by seven fifty-two to fifty-nine. And it was uh, it was the James Till show. Yeah, look, um, this was a really good game, and, and like you said, the, the Ducks were undermanned, but they just played so so well defensively uh, that that really kept them in it. They forced the Bears to take some you know some unorthodox shots that they're, they're not used to. Uh, you know, they they had a they had an extra you know eleven or twelve uh, scoring options. Uh, the the Bears, as far as you know, getting shots up. But yeah, the Ducks' defense just just held out for 40 minutes and and, and really kept them into the game. But yeah, Tilly kind of did what he liked. He had 17 and 14. Um, outside of that, um, Cam was really good. Cam Samuel, Kiwi Cam, he had another a 14 point game, uh, five five rebounds, and, and shot the ball at over 50. percent So this uh, this Emerald Bears team is probably one to watch on a Monday night. You know, you affectionately came up with the name Kiwi Kem, but, you know, I, I know personally I just call him Kiwi Kem now, and I think everyone in Super League's the same. You've sort of donned this nickname for him. Yeah, well, um, you're welcome, Kem. Um, his, his name is Kem Samuel, <laughs> but uh, Kiwi Kem. Yeah, no, no one I don't, knows where, I, don't where the Kiwi come, I don't know where the Kiwi comes from, actually, but um, <laughs> his, uh, that is his nickname. Voice of an angel. <laughs> yeah. Gabe Alvarez. Yes. Zero from six and zero from four from deep. That is disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I like to think that he is a better player than that. Um, it's it's starting to become apparent that his brother Dan Alvarez is the better Alvarez. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Dan come into the league being the more handsome one. And it um, looks like he's probably the better basketball player as well. Yeah, it's a bit of a shock, that. <laughs> you know what it is? Poor Gabe just works so hard in the gym. He's, he's looking absolutely fantastic. But his arms are too damn big. Can't shoot he's, the ball. He's he already popped three basketballs. <laughs> yeah, he owes the league a bit of money from popping balls. <laughs> Josh Saunders hit four threes. Uh, yeah. From him. Um yeah, it's starting to starting to look good for Joshy, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's um, he's playing some some very very good basketball at the minute. Um, he, he slots into that team really nicely, you know, with Big Tilly and and Gregory, you know, down low doing what they do, and then you've got Kiwi running around at the kind of one through two through three, um, and Joshy's just hanging out the perimeter and waiting for that ball to come, and and when it does, he's he's knocking shots. For the Ducks, uh, we had Adam Grimerson uh, with uh, with twelve points, four boards. He's Grimo uh, was wicked. I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen a lot like of Grimo play, play um, but yeah, he was really influential in that team, and, and just you know he put up he put up some really good points and and whatnot. But it was just the stuff that he did off the ball as well, uh, for yep. at the offensive end and defensive end. He, he really stood out for, for me. Snoz got in uh, got in double figures, ten point seven boards. Rowan Sword, yeah. the nicest man in the league, 
6.6 boards. Trav Black did, with a did you, low. Did you see uh, Rowan's post last night? He, oh, went no, out, he went out with the Dahl. Um, I can't remember exactly where they went, but he, he went to one of those, uh, you know, those claw machines where you try oh, and win yeah, prizes. Shoes, right? He won a pair of Jordans. Right. Good yeah, good. I wonder if they, they like, get to choose the size or if he's just like stuck with a pair of seven and a half Jordans or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Squeeze your little feet into them. Yeah, that's right. He could give them to Beggy. <laughs> Drove Blackney four points, eight rebounds. Uh, he has, he's been struggling this season on the offensive end. Uh, his, his defense is impeccable as always. Um, yeah. And that's about it. Oh, no, wait. There's, uh, there's Jacob Begg. 20 points, 5 yeah. rebounds, 4 steals. Um, he'd be very upset if we didn't mention that. Yeah, old peg leg beg. He, uh, he had a cracking game. He's He is probably one of the most underrated players in this league, I think. Yep, I completely agree with you. All right, well, uh, moving on to the next game. It was the Hampton Park Blazers going down to the Berwick Sharks. Your Berwick Sharks, 45 yes. To 57. You did not play due to injury clapouts. Yeah, I'm just broken. I'm no good. No, I don't even. It's not even worth discussing at this uh, current point, Dale. Um, but uh, the Sharks, they did well. Uh, in, in saying that, the uh, the Blazers did really well as well. So it was a it was a really good game. Although both teams' shooting efficiency was quite down. Um, with the Blazers shooting the ball overall at 34% and the uh, Berwick Sharks at 36. Um, it was a really good hit out, led by uh, by the fearless leader in Lee Belton. He was he finished with seven threes. He had seven from 19 from the three-point line, uh, seven from 20 for the game, uh, put up some really big numbers. Casey Wazilko was, was really good as ever. Um, and yeah, they, uh, they got, got the win. There you go. I think uh, I think our stats guys have got our Stuarts mixed up. We've got Michael Stewart in as uh, as your Berwick Sharks instead of Trav, but uh, we might have to uh, give that a bit of a tickle later. We're gonna have to uh, go and yeah, bash out uh, stats people. That's okay. <laughs> what we do? <laughs> Benny Benny's gonna cop a hiding. So for the Sharks, the you know Kate, bringing Casey with Silco in is, is it's working well for them, and and uh, you know he's just doing what he likes. He's he's probably, in my opinion, at least you know top three in the league. Yeah. Uh, Nineteen points, fourteen rebounds. That's pretty uh, pretty insane. Uh, but they also added Riley Smith into this team, and he's uh, he's been sort of carrying on what he what he started over at the Crocs with uh, with eight points. And he's yep. sort of averaging around that sort of eight to ten points a game, which is yeah. uh, which is going to be crucial for you guys. I but think. again, like, I don't want to sound like a broken record with you know like those those one percenters and that stuff off the ball, but that's what he does so well. You know those deflections and you know forces forces uh, the opposing teams into bad passes and, and all those types of things that you don't see in the stat sheet. Riley does really well, um, and it's it's a it's a, a huge advantage to our team. For the Blazers, yeah. the Blazers started off this season uh, with two wins in a row, and, and everyone was, in, myself included, thinking that this team was going to be a real uh, cracker. Yeah, but they're they're sort of struggled. They've struggled. There's there's no other way to put it. They've I think they've lost six on the trot or something now, and um, they're they're looking like they're not going to play finals basketball. 
I don't think they will, and it's it's pretty disappointing. Uh, just from from sheer injury, uh, in their their injury report throughout the season has, has been horrible. Um, but it's it starting it is, and, with Joel Donnelly. I mean, Joel Donnelly yeah, was yeah. having probably the best season he's had in Super League yet. And uh, who who was Joel, that? Sorry, Joel Donnelly. Joel who, sorry. Donnelly. <laughs> <laughs> Dole. Dole. I think he's. I think because he heard his shot at work. I think he might be on the dull at the minute. <laughs> ah, poor bloke. But um, yeah, he's 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 rehabbing that shoulder as, as quick as he can. Now, two players that don't show up on the stat sheet, which we'll have to uh, amend after this. We've got yeah. uh, Corey Nagel and yeah. Scotty McQuill, who were yeah. traded to this team. Yeah, they've probably been uh, amongst the probably the the top three or four players in that team since they've been put in. Um, yep. Yep, yeah, they've, sure. they've, they've given that team a real shot in the arm offensively, and uh, you know when you, I suppose when you shoot the ball as a team at at thirty three percent, it's not horrible, but um, it's uh, it's not conducive to success. No, that's that is true. Well, let's move on, Tristan. Uh, the last game on the Monday night, it was the Coralin Camels yeah. taking down the Philly Island Penguins. Yeah, and they went to OT, Dale. It's a bit of an upset, this, because, you know, when we when we pick out these matchups, you know, it's it's hard to sort of get them all right. And, and the Coralin Camels, I thought, probably had the toughest matchup of the round in the Philly Island Penguins, and they got the job done. Yeah, they did. So it was it was it was close uh, throughout the whole throughout the whole game. Uh, Josh Drury went down with an ankle injury, so he didn't play the last I think five or six minutes and didn't play overtime. Uh, but it was forced into overtime because of that prick, Lewis Munoz. I said, boys, no overtime. I want to go home early. Uh, GM uh, Lockie McGrath um, agreed. He said, no, absolutely, we're not going into overtime. Everybody wants to go home. It's the that's the late time slot. And then, yeah, Lewis um, Munoz shot that three to equal it up. And I was very pissed off. <laughs> oh, mate, I, I'm never mad at overtime. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, no, it was the, both both teams played really well. Um, unfortunately, we're, we're waiting to hear back from our, our uh, software uh, department, Genius Sports, because the uh, we, we can't actually see the stats for this one, which is pretty disappointing for for us as a league and, and obviously the, the players from, from both teams. But we'll get that fixed up in the next kind of you know 24 to 48 hours um, and we'll be able to have a good look at, at those stats uh, moving forward. Well, let's uh, that wraps up the Monday night action, Tristan. Let's have a word from our sponsors, shall we? Yes, Dale, let's. Uh, we've got Lincoln and Scott from Biggin and Scott. Um, essentially, he sells houses. He's in real estate. Uh, so whether you're looking at, you know, putting something on the market straight away or if you need an appraisal, you know, reach out to Link because at the moment, it's actually a really good time to sell. Um, it's a really good time to sell. Um, there's not too many properties on the market. So once they're, once they're kind of put up, they're going very quickly and, and people are getting good dollars. So if, if you are looking for um, a real estate company and somebody to, to really rely on, Link Scott is your man. Um, you can look him up and, and see his credentials and see what he's done you know, within his career and his past. Um, he's got a really good rating and 
um, you Dale and I, we swear by him. He's a great dude, and and yeah, definitely a, an agent to go through for sure. I definitely swear at him when I'm playing against him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you uh, glad you touched on Link there, mate, because it was the uh, the Belgrave Mumbers and Link Scott taking on the Cadinia Crocs, and it was yeah. the Crocs getting up 43 to 55, and the Crocs yeah. really looked like they were on fire. Yeah, they. Um, I uh, I come in kind of towards the end of this game, and um, yeah, the Crocs had a had a good one, led by um, led by their fearless leader, fearless fearless leader Dan Stowe. Yeah, well, he is quite fair, uh, but uh, he had ten points and four rebounds, a couple of nice threes in there, but uh, probably the the most impressive one for me was uh, Kurt Lazaro. He every time. The Mumbas sort of looked like getting a bit of momentum. Kurt Lazaro just bang a three in. And um, he had, you know, 15, eight rebounds and I think seven assists or five assists. Um, Just had a a cracking game um, and it was really good to watch him. Yeah. Uh, And it was was pretty good to see Jay Richardson and Dan Stowe both shoot the ball at least 50%. They haven't done that in the last, I think, 15 years. So... For them to get uh, a, a decent shooting efficiency, it goes a long way for, for the Crocs getting a win. Hey? Back when they were 30. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> uh, Jamie Franklin, he had uh, another game in double figures, 13 points. He's been sort of one of the, the more underappreciated players in this yep. league the last few seasons. He can shoot the piss out of it when he gets going. Yeah. Uh, Woody. Six points, nine boards. Good effort Woody, from him. Woody had a blinder, and as I was kind of rolling in, he was rolling out, and uh, he let me know all about it. <laughs> he uh, kind of touched on that he played brilliantly. Such a modest. Um, such a modest man, and inadvertently, there was a few other people that thought he'd played brilliantly as well, and he's, uh, he's a Monday night winner for the Drake Hotel uh, Pot and Palmer Award. Oh, so, he'll love that, uh, which will be which will be coming his way from from Ian Mortimer. Um, Woody's won won it for the Monday night competition. I, he does love a froth, I've heard, so he'll uh, <laughs> he <does. laughs> he'll enjoy that. Uh, Ross Coots, you're not yeah. gonna you're not gonna know this by looking at the stat sheet, but he was terrific. He he did a lot of good things in this game, and one of them was was putting Jeff on skates. He had a nice around the back at half court, and then came and wedged the ball just about at the ring. Yeah. Um, it was actually like probably one of the more impressive crossovers that I've ever seen, and then he just absolutely made a dog's breakfast at a layup. Poor <laughs> <laughs> And Rossi's one of those dudes. He can he can, he can definitely play. So yeah, sure. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad he's in the league this year. Um, he's uh, he's he's had a good season thus far, and, and I hope he continues uh, in seasons to come. Good lad. For the for the Mumbers, I was particularly impressed with Pete Harris's effort. Yeah, uh, he had 11 points, and, and you know he, his efforts on the on the rebounding and the you know the general sort of hustle plays when there was a 50-50 ball to get, he was really terrific. I thought, and uh, I thought he was one of their more important players. As was Link Scott dropping 18 points. Outside of that, it was a, a bit of a tough one. Um, yeah, yeah Pete's, Pete's had a good month of even a little bit longer of, of Super League. He's put up some really good numbers, and and he's continuing on quite nicely. Uh, but I want to touch on your brother Hayden Dale. What are your th- thoughts on on his stat line? 
decent, decent little stat line, but he does he does a lot of good things that you're probably not going to see there. But he had 4.7 rebounds, um, a lot of defensive pressure. But he's probably struggling on the offensive end, like a lot of us still are from that whole COVID thing, struggling yeah. to get struggling to get touch around the basket. I know that I, I know that I'm sort of well and truly out of form shooting the ball and. Uh, I think a lot, I'm not the only one in that boat, so I think he's probably there as well, and um, we're all just trying to fight our way out of it. Yep, a fair call. And what about Craig McGrath, the oldest man, not just in Super League, but in Pakenham? Well, he's um, gone. He's gone zero from seven. Yeah. Uh, if he went seven from zero, it'd go with his age. But uh... <laughs> completely agree. Completely agree. He is old, isn't he? <laughs> Now look, I think um, Jeff Jeff actually went down um, sort of with ten minutes to go in the first half, and that that sort of really put a spanner in the works for this game because I think the the Mumbers were sort of looking like they they may have been able to control that game. Yep. Uh, and you know, once once Jeff goes off, the, you know, the defensive attention is able to focus on other guys and really sort of minimise their impact. So yeah, yes. But on um, what did we know what Jeff actually did? Uh, he had calf tightness. Ah, oh, so so two shit calves on that team. <laughs> Got a couple of shit calves going on in that team. <laughs> Jeez, we give Carfie a hard time. I don't even know who this is. I'm sure he'd be thrilled if he did. Yeah, he loves it. Don't get me wrong, he loves it. The next game was an absolute blowout. It was the Merino Matadors taking on an undermanned Foxes team. Um, the Foxes had a couple of outs due to uh, like other commitments, uh, and I think Flanners is actually suffering from a concussion. Yes, he um, he cracked his head on the ground the week before. Um, was but, the ground yeah, so okay? Yeah, the ground is okay. I, I did have a bit of a look, but uh, he was, the ground's fine. He's fine. Um, but he'll he'll just be a week by week. Um, week by week thing to see if he can get up and play well in this game it was timmy morgan he had his paws all over at 27 points yep seven rebounds uh and he also had five assists to go along with it he had a cracking game yep um he was he was good on both ends the other one who was good was uh rob middleton 18 points and eight rebounds uh, he had, it was six from twelve from uh, from deep as well, so fifty percent from the three point line um, is is really good as well. Jared Hendricks, another good game from him, mate. Uh, again, another another guy who probably doesn't get his praises sung enough. He had uh, sixteen points, sixteen rebounds, and I just saw this now: six blocks. Yeah, that's huge. That's he would have been, that was he would his... been up, and, up and about playing against Trent Reeford, I think. Yeah, I was going to say his mate Trent. I reckon he had a few of those blocks on Trent too. So, yeah, um, a bit of really motivation there to play well. Um, there was a little little story that came out of this game, Dale, um, post game or, or, or the next day, uh, in regards to Leon Stapley and Liam Blacker. Would you like to um, kind of elaborate on that a little bit more? Well, I, I saw. Leon before he got into the car um, and he looked rather ginger and not just his hair. He, he was moving very gingerly I, and he told me that Liam had, he, he thought that he had broken ribs. He's gone and checked it out. He's got two broken ribs. From Liam Blacker. From Liam Blacker. You, and you know what I thought? 
I thought if you punched Leon Stapley in the ribs, you broke your hand. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. But well, uh, yeah, um, must have just got him in the sweet spot, and he's uh, yeah, he's done him a doozy. It's it's funny though. You wouldn't um, you wouldn't have thought that you know if you if you heard that Leon Stapley had come off the court with two broken ribs, you're like, oh, he's obviously ran into like a, a Paul Phillips or you know like big Brad Bridgewater, the big six eight, you know player at the Packham Warriors or something like that, you don't think of Liam Blacker, do you? No, no, not really. And Liam's such a nice man. I hope that it was just, you know, friendly fire because we saw the saga between Jordan Hendricks and Liam Stapley when Jordan got him one time and what happened in the end. <laughs> kind of feel for my brother if there's going to be a bit of a, you know... Leon versus Liam 2.0 in in coming coming weeks maybe in finals. Well, they do live too far away really to carpool to games either too. So like it's not really uh it's not really a thing. No, you that's know, right. Liam's gonna have to move to Mornington, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so for the for the Foxes, it was a bit of a long game. Uh, they they really couldn't get their their shooting stroke going from anyone. Uh, Leon had you know just ten points, which is a which is a modest game for him. Uh, Jordan Hendricks, uh, another good game, you know, 10 points, 5 boards. But, yeah, it was kind of pretty quiet, you know. Um, Trent nearly had a double-double, 9 nine and 11. And Gaz Miller, he had uh, 11 points, 4 boards. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just a it was just a hard game to watch. It was, a, it was a long night for the Foxes, and they'd be looking forward to putting that one behind them. Yeah, I think, I think again, a combination of, um, you know, poor shooting by the Foxes. But, you know... Unfortunately, with this Matadors team, you've got to deal with Timmy Morgan, Liam Blacker, and Nick Buckland. You know, pressing the ball constantly. They're just they just terrorise you. So you know that that's that's where it was kind of won and lost, in my opinion. That the Foxes only shot the ball at twenty seven percent. They only the uh, the Matadors only put up one extra shot than them when they went down by thirty. So that you know a, a combination of things. Obviously, players missing a few injuries and whatnot, but. I think the Matadors probably have the best uh, defense in, in the competition at the moment, in my opinion. I would nearly second that. Yeah, I, I would say that they're, they're definitely top three, top two. Um, their, their defensive pressure and the way they control the pace of a game with their defensive pressure is pretty spot on. Yeah, and then you know, then you throw in uh, Jazza Hendricks at six blocks. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a big team. Uh, to you know, to combat from a defensive standpoint. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, the last game of the round. It was the Bayside Reapers just getting over the it was line. The third, third the game there, Dale. Third, third game. game, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself, aren't I? <laughs> the Very last shift was it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Sorry, it was the Bayside Reapers just getting up on the Kiwi Koalas, 52 to 48. Tristan, you stayed to watch the game. What did you think? Um, I thought it was—I thought it was an absolute cracker. Um, I didn't really like your comments to Umbu before the game, but um, that was—that wasn't very nice. But uh, yeah, it was—it was an absolutely cracking game. And for me, you know, two teams that are definitely going to be playing finals basketball from a Monday and a Tuesday night, uh, both evenly spread from as far as you know, guarding each other. Um, I really enjoyed it. I just want to go on the record and <laughs> and 
hold you personally responsible for for Ambu's defense because it was uh, relentless and all for something that you made up. <laughs> I uh, for all everyone listening in, uh, I walked just onto the court just before the ball was to be thrown up, and I said, "Hey, Ambu, Dale said that he's going to f you up tonight." <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face was just sheer horror. <laughs> I, I don't know why you would do that. I don't know why you would do that. And then, and then, what happened for the rest of the game, Dale? Ambu wore you like a glove. Um, designed and made by Ambu Yuliando. <laughs> he he wore me like a glove. Uh, well, you you shouldn't be mouthing off, unfortunately. But as for as for your boys, Carl uh, Turkinen had a cracking game, eleven and eleven. Uh, Broad Green was really good offensively, uh, putting up 13 points. But well, I think you, you flicked me a message after the game um, when we were talking about it. But Ryland Dunn, 14 points and some very big clutch buckets uh, in the second half. Mate, he he had an absolute blinder. He was there um, when we needed a bucket. And um, and he, he just delivered. Not only that, but... Um, you know, we were sort of struggling with uh, with Bridgman making all these little middies on us up the top of the key. And so we threw Rylan in there and he, he was able to get a couple of blocks in really key points of the game as well. So, you know, he, he, he performed on both ends and really carried us to that W. And as for, as for the Koalas, um, Mason Lee was, uh, was phenomenal yet again. He's had a really good month of basketball. Um, the, the Koalas have kind of been up and down a little bit, but I'd probably exclude Mason from that. He's he's been playing some really good uh, really good basketball at both ends of the floor too, mind you. Yeah, I agree. He's a he's a good little player and um his his savvy at his size is is second to none. Like he's he's able to get people in the air and get around people and, and do all sorts of things that, that people at that size shouldn't be able to do. Um so yeah, I, I I really like watching him play. I think he's fantastic. For sure, and again, Michael Bridgman, uh, as you mentioned before, uh, sixteen and nine had, had, a, had a really good game. I did I did not enjoy playing against him. He's uh, he's a deadly mid range shooter, and he's got such a big frame on him. He's um, yeah. he's pretty lethal. Yeah. Well, that, uh, that wraps up the third game, Dale. The third game. This We're just talking about the third game. Um, the next and now final gonna... game of the night. <laughs> the, other, the other last game of the night was the Harkaway Toucans, 58, taking down the Cranbourne Bucks, 46. Uh, DT, I wasn't around for this one, uh, but I was following it pretty closely on live stats and Tommy Walsh, uh, old Chris Judd, dropped 26 points and had eight rebounds. Yeah, chicken wing. He, um, <laughs> yeah, he had a he had a cracking game. Um, and this is the the second really good game in in three weeks that he's played. So I think he's starting to feel a bit better. And um, this this don't look now, but you know if things go the right way for the Toucans, they could make a push for finals. And they wouldn't have, yeah, they would they have been. They wouldn't have been, you know, suspecting that at all a couple of games ago. No, uh, and they're out. They've got a really good, strong outfit. You know what I mean? Like, this is probably one team that I personally haven't watched a lot of this season. But but just looking at uh, that list on paper and, yeah, I, I would be very surprised um, if they don't end up finishing in the in the top four and, and playing some finals basketball. 
yeah, I, uh, they, I mean, they've got they've actually got a tough run to the finals. But uh, you know, if if things if they can snag a couple of wins and you know the unicorns sort of drop away a bit, they're in, they're, they're in good form there. Yeah, for sure. Now there was one thing that finally happened uh, in Super League, uh, something that we've been waiting for 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 a very long time, Dale. And that is uh, the debut of single-handedly the best Lanting basketball player we've seen. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Cooper Cooper was able to take the court, and uh, he outscored his brother already. Yep, yep. He looked after his much shorter brother uh, in Josh, <laughs> um, and absolutely dominated. Played uh, played an absolutely terrific game. Uh, finished with ten points. He had four boards. Um, yeah, he, he, he didn't look out of place uh, playing some senior basketball at all. Well, the, the reason he was able to play is uh, injury replacement rules for, for Spez. So Spez is out, uh, Cooper's in as long as he wants to play. So, yep. um, you know, next not next week, but the, the week after. Actually, is it next week? Riley Lanting. When does he play Riley Lanting? It might be... Um, I'd have to look that one two up, weeks, which I can Two weeks' do. time, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, that that happens shortly. So, um, yeah, that he'll get to play both of his brothers, um, play with one and against the other. It'd be great. There you go. That's uh, been a long time coming, and um, you know, and I think it's good for Kaz and and Billy as well. Do you know what I mean? That they can actually enjoy a game of Super League now, having one of the boys play really well. So, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for those guys. Far out. <laughs> Uh, Craig Drew, 18 points. Uh, he had seven rebounds and three steals. Um, just a just a quiet achiever, old Drewy. Um, yeah, he, he's, he played really well, actually. And, and that's we should expect that from him uh, week in and week out. Once he gets his eye in and um, he starts shooting the ball properly, he's, um, they're the numbers that we, would, we should expect from Drewy. Yeah, yeah, agree, agree. Uh, Morseman, 11 points. Uh, oh, sorry, 11 rebounds, 2 points, 43 sledges. Uh, <laughs> leading the league there. Yeah. Did a real good job. Uh, PK, Peter Kennedy, 9 points. Yeah, yeah it's sort of it's been a tough season for the Bucks, um, injury-wise and, and all the rest. But, um, you know, I think Spez has done a terrific job of, of looking after that team I in the absence so. of... Uh, of Matt Innes, who now is uh, living overseas and sending the bulk Snapchats of snow to everyone. Yeah, and workouts. Bulk workouts in the snow. Yeah, yeah. Oof, my shoulders hurt and geez, it's snowy. That's, uh, <laughs> if you don't follow him on Snapchat, that's where you got to look for. Yeah, it's to. one of my favourites. One of my favourites. <laughs> well, mate, that's, uh, that pretty much wraps up the action for this week. Uh, we did have one other thing to cover, and that is a Drake Tavern Pot and Palmer Award, Tristan. Yep, uh, I think it's I think it's pretty pretty easy for me uh, from from a Tuesday night, and it goes to uh, Craig Drew. Uh, Drew he had a cracking game, uh, shooting the ball at nearly fifty percent, having eighteen points. Uh, so Drewy gets it from the Tuesday night round. On your Drewy, there you go. So. Guys, that, uh, that pretty much wraps up our podcast for this week. Join us again next week for some more action. Thank you, Tristan, for joining me. You ready to go? Yes.
My pants are off. I'm ready to go.